Welcome back to Leafs Fans in Hostile Lands. I'm your host, Mr. Kyle, Dr. Nurse. And I've got Dan and Craig with me. Wow. It's time to talk about the Leafs. Is it? No, it's not. Let's not talk about the Leafs yet. Let's talk about that freaking all-star skills competition and game. We'll start with our bet. Let's start with the bet because it was super exciting. So we made bets. And I hope you made bets too. And, and... The, the list wasn't out yet, so some of our players that we picked didn't even play in the events that we picked them for, <laughs> and Sweet that was okay. It- so Dan won Hardest Shot with uh, Victor Hedman, and we didn't know the save streak that, was going to be me. a duo. That was correct. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if we're going to uh, talk about betting in Vegas, you have to get this right, or kneecaps are going to get broken here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dan and I won or split or whatever. The Campbell and Vasilevsky win for the Atlantic Division on the safe streak, and we didn't win anything else. So, when we found out the names for the new stuff for the Fountain Shot, which was basically like that fun skills thing they used to do with all the gadgets and stuff, like that was pretty cool, or it's another kind of accuracy shot. Mm -hmm. And the 21 and 22, we made Facebook bets on that. So for the fountain bet, I picked, oh God, who did I pick? I think I picked Huberto. So I didn't win. And Craig, who did you pick? Um, Jocelyn LD. Yes. Yeah. JLD. Awesome. JLD. Dan, do you remember who you picked? I don't remember who I picked. I am. No. Either way, you didn't win. This, no, I didn't <laughs> this win. This is compelling I I uh, podcast. I picked Charu. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then the 21, I picked Pavelski. Woo! And I won. And you guys didn't. So I won the bet. <laughs> Pavelski killed saying. it. He, he did. Like, what, you know five what? All for five. Didn't killed he call it, it, it all five? Yep. He did. Picked every he shot. Did. Yep. But the fact that, like, some of the players crawled back, like, they got twos and threes with some of their first shots, and then they crawled back, and every player got 21. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's pretty that cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I was thinking it was 32 thoughts they... Uh, mentioned like make the cards smaller because these guys are too good yeah obviously yeah so if they were to revisit something like this in florida next year yeah just make things smaller it's make it harder Um, what what do they they have to do in florida just aim for iguanas or something hanging in the trees or like what's the the theme in the in the florida game (laughs) um snowbirds canadian snowbirds (laughs) (laughs) Who can take the most <laughs> Canadian snowboard? Yeah, who can shoot a puck into the crowd and uh, and hit a Canadian first? <laughs> yeah. You can get, like, points for doubles and triples. Exactly, exactly. Okay, skills competition. What were the good things? Okay, let's strike off the best thing. Zegras yes. was the yeah. best. Amazing. Like, what so was that? cool. And that I think that just shows you need to bring the most creative people, not just the one from each team sort of thing. Like, that was an excellent idea by the league or whoever mentioned it or whatever, and he put on a show. Like, I thought he was trying it as he went down the ice. I'm like, oh, blindfolded. Like, it, it might just, you know, might flop. Oh, and then they're coming up with dodgeballs. I'm like, someone's going to hit the dodgeball to the puck or they're going to hit him and it's going to flop. That was no. ridiculous. He nailed it. Yeah. Like, 15 million spins and scored. Like, he what knew- the heck? He knew exactly where the puck was every second. And he seemed to know how his fake at the end would move the goalie. It was just incredibly well done and blindfolded. Just It made my night. It made the whole skills competition. Now, Jeff Merrick made a really good point that, you know, you can suspend reality for a bit. And he had to stop and think that what do owners not want to happen is a player to get injured. Do you think they'd actually let him blindfold himself? So like... He had to be able to see through that blindfold. The NHL would never have let him do that if he was actually blindfolded. Um, but still, the move, blindfolded or not, was insane. I, I think the yeah. Jack Hughes one with the mini Jack Hughes was the one that I had the most fun with. I remember watching that and just like, okay, that was pretty cool. The stick toss afterwards and, you know. That was the big box. Yeah, yeah. put yep. a smile on yep. my face. It was nice and Vegas themed. It wasn't just a marching band, but... Yeah, like it was it was something creative. Those are the ones that you need to have out there and not just I 
Okay. I also didn't realize it was Kaprizov that did the OV. I thought it was Kuznetsov yeah. the entire time. And I'm like, oh, oh no, funny. that was Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Absolutely. And that was by far, I think, the best event. And the fact that it hasn't been around since 2016 is a travesty. Like, that's so cool. And it would have been cool in all the years in between. Why they got rid of it is, I, I don't know. So let's call that number one. Other highlights from the All-Star game, Dan. Um, so for me, <laughs> I don't know if I call it a highlight, um, but I, I really liked the, the 21 game. And then I really, really disliked the other one, <laughs> the other new one. <laughs> oh, but, the, the fountain um, shoot one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of like, uh, the 21 was a pretty cool setup. I didn't really know who was going to participate going in, so it was kind of like, yeah, they'll probably pick, they kind of picked like the top five best scores they could find there and then let everybody yeah. else do everything else. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a lot of fun with that one. Craig, other highlights? See, I actually did like the fountain one. I think the concept was cool. I think the light up puck thing was stupid and just threw them all off. Yep. Um, if they yep. just, you know, turn on the pucks, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. You glow in the dark pucks. But I think the concept of that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that they brought back the foam plates on the accuracy shooting because there was a couple there that like Aho had just skimmed the edge of it. And you wouldn't be able to see that with, you know, a, a target like the screen probably wasn't going to pick that up like, since last time it didn't pick anything yeah. up. But yeah, I, I, I think I like just the those classic ones. The I love seeing the fastest skater, the accuracy, the hardest shot, the classic ones. But I did love to see the 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 breakaway challenge. Yeah, I think the whole thing was stupid, except the breakaway challenge. Like, <laughs> you know, in life, when you have high expectations for something, because, duh, it's, it should be good. You guys are multi-million dollar company, and you've got a lot of cool think tanks, and you got some fun players. And then they give you this? Yeah. I, like, I wasn't, like, the breakaway challenge was so far above the rest of it. You started with fastest skater, and you're not doing it from the blue line anymore? Are you nuts? Like, <laughs> they got to get a head start, and you started with it. That's one of the most exciting ones, because mm -hmm. it actually has a timer on it. You start with that. Okay, we've peaked early. Great. Then you do the uh, save streak. And you don't even give the goalies their own save streak. It's the the, the yeah the combination the one that was kind of odd. I I didn't. I and didn't you know what? That. I would have, I would have been fine with it if they did a finals where the two Atlantic goalies Agreed. went against each other. Yeah, you're right. And you had that a save streak. Yeah. And oh my god. Okay, fine. The Pacific gets an extra person because they're in Vegas, so they got an extra Vegas person. You know what that meant? The house always Goddamn wins. Goddamn, Connor McDavid didn't <laughs> even shoot. Yeah. 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 Are he you just stupid? And also just like let him go. Yeah, just it doesn't matter. Let it doesn't if... mean anything. Like what you think he's gonna go and injure the guy at the other end of the ice, the goalie? No. Like the best player. So that was so stupid. Then they did the fountain one. Oh my god, talk about the most boring TV ever. First yeah, of all, hockey players are not good on the mic. They're Stop asking them questions. <laughs> Even Jerry D. Like, Jerry D, man, you're a funny dude. Eventually but he gave stop up. stop <laughs> trying to get the hockey players to talk. Like, they are not funny. There's, like, three funny hockey players in the NHL, but none of them were None there. of them are there. Not, not in that competition. Yager's in goddamn Czechia. No, he's not there. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Briz Golov doesn't even play anymore. Oh, I but, miss Briz. Yeah, he... They need to have him at that. Craig nailed it. Have the puck lights on. Like yeah. At no point did they mic up Jack Campbell. If you want to have someone that's fun, have him during the save streak, but have him mic'd up and like oh, make it entertaining. Forgot about the save streak. Obvious GoPros on the goalie helmets, but what, what was it just ESPN Pro that got them? Probably. Like Sportsnet couldn't get a hold of those GoPros or it something? Probably, like, yeah. We can see the camera. Why aren't we seeing this? Like, who screwed this up? Mm -hmm. Okay, back to the fountain. Craig nailed it. The lights should have just been on the whole time. Glow in the dark pucks. And the players knew they weren't real pucks. It was like, okay, they, yeah. they feel a little heavier, so it's going to mess with us. That's fine. But just put them on. Did you know that those were filmed the night before? The, 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 yeah. the fountain yeah. and yes. the... How could they not edit that to make it more compelling? 
It was I the know, day before. Know, you had so 24 hours to edit, edit that. Like, South Park can put an entire episode out in 24 hours. And music. Have you heard of music? Like, silence during these drone shots? Like, just put a little bit of... Anything. Something to get us going. But, like, like edit out the moments on. of them, like, trying to get the pucks. Like, just... Do yeah. something to make it less boring. Make it exciting. So we did that, and then there was hardest shot. Fine. It, it was as cool as it could have been, and it was quick, easy, loved it. Unfortunately, no I think the, shot. the best guys for that... I don't know, is hardest shot even something that we should do anymore? Because nobody takes slap shots. It's like, was it really... Yeah, I know, but it's... It's, it's not. A, it's not a skill thing. It's just a. It's a fun thing. Yeah, yeah I guess so. It's for the. It's for the fans. For the numbers. Yeah, that's just a fun one. Nobody missed the net, which is rare. Yeah, that's true. True. Like, but there was also only four people, and like in the past, somebody fanned, didn't they? Six or that's eight true. or something. I don't think so. Yeah, there's usually a lot more. Yeah. Okay, then we go to the twenty-one, twenty-two game. I, I thought it was it was fun, but same idea. Music. Are you kidding me? These guys are not funny. Even the bands are between them. Like, don't care. Yep. Do not care. Just put some tunes in there, and it would have made it a little bit more exciting. Like some Vegas tunes. Hire a house band. <laughs> like, have them off to the side and just, you know, yeah. playing some jazz or something off to the side. doesn't really matter. Like, hire a group for $500 for the night and come and play some music. Like, it, you're the NHL. Yeah. Accuracy a- shot. Accuracy shot was the last one. Like, really? That's, that's it? Yeah. It was like end with one of the cool ones. End with 21 and 22. Or even harder shot. Like it's hardest shot. Boom. Bing, bing, bing. Out of here. Mm-hmm. See ya. Have a great night. Couldn't believe that. I do like the foam. That was good. Aho got <laughs> robbed because he definitely got through all four and then the timer went off like three seconds later. Didn't he win though? Um, oh, yeah. He still yeah, won. He won. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, he, but he wasn't last. Yeah. So it could have been, it could have been different. Uh, yeah. Not impressed. Like, come on. It could have been so much better with a couple tweaks. Just a little Vegas showmanship would have really gone a long way. They kind of kept it like just broadcast television. Like you're watching a hockey game, which, you know, great if you're watching a hockey game. But we're watching a whole lot of lag time between everything. Now, the actual game itself, I know Craig didn't get a chance to watch it. Dan, did you get a chance to watch it? I did not get a chance to watch it. That is prime kid time, so I was not <laughs> fair watching enough, Fair hockey. enough. So I did watch it, and the first game sucked. It seems like way back in the day when they did not care at all. Second and third game were actually exciting. It seemed like the players were actually playing for something, just not hurting each other. Like, it was all showmanship. It was all great. They were really, you know, when they started playing defense, it was fun. That was great. Is it possible they had a bit of the Pete DeBoer syndrome and were uh, a little hungover for those games? A little bit. That was funny, yeah, though. That, that's Vegas, that. baby. It was like, yep, thank you for being honest. That's a bit. I love it. I love it. But it was just, you know, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It was just okay. And the players, they don't really care. Million dollars. Sure. Sure. That's fine. Good on uh, Claude Giroux, though, for getting MVP. He did really yeah. have a cool game and kind of kind of puts him on the map a little bit as a trade chip, even more than he already was. So it's like, hey, he's still got it, just maybe on a bad team. Oh, I think he's definitely still got it. He's still, what, he has like 27 points or something this season on the god-awful Philadelphia Flyers. Now, I have yes. heard people say, like, somebody's got a score, but that's not true. Montreal exists. So, <laughs> like, Hatch. yeah, I, I honestly, I would love to see Claude Giroux go somewhere this season since he is a UFA, go off for one year, win something, re-sign in Philadelphia if all you want. But this season is lost. Plus, he's one of those like legacy names at this point. He's like one of the Thorntons, you know, so. Jeez, he's only a year older than us, man. Regardless. Oh, well, yeah, but like, <laughs> think, of ho- like think of hockey players. Actually, no, he's, than us. he's younger than you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's depressing. <laughs> oh well, okay. I'm gonna stop talking. Now. I'm I'm worried. But don't worry, you might be drafted next year. Dan. Player. Oh yeah, that's it's likely. True. I'm worried that because he is a legacy player, he's a Philadelphia legacy player. That yeah, he'll just be. he'll just resign and stick around, and maybe even on a deal, because uh, he is getting older and his his points have dropped off. But not, you know, he's still a good. He's a star, yeah. but maybe not a Matthews star. 
Okay, anything else in the All-Star game? It was okay. It was just like, come on, we can do better. Yep, All-Star game. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of we can do better, the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> wow. Good what segue. a dumpster fire that place is. There are so many places you can learn about what's going on with the Blackhawks. It's basically Rocky Wirtz is an asshole and hasn't changed, even though he's had many statements saying, we're going to move forward and do a bunch of great things. It's not true. You're in your head, buddy. You're just like your dad. And uh, I don't know. We don't have to say much on it. It was disappointing that it's just another one of those cases of, you know, sweep it under the rug. But he said the quiet part out loud. Like he just screamed it at them. So like, yeah, yeah, uh, it's such a backward step that it's disappointing to see and disappointing to see that publicly behind closed doors. I mean, it's unacceptable there, too, but it happens. You know, he just blatantly said, we're not going to talk about this. And and Kyle Beach, we don't mention his name. Like, Yeah, just went off on a reporter for a a good question. Yeah. That had nothing to do with what he was yelling about. It was a good question. It wasn't about 2010. No. It was forward. What are you going to do next? We don't want to talk about the past. Oh, well, I'm not asking about it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It was really too bad because, you know, Rocky Wirtz is considered in... Chicago to be someone that's kind of saved the team from his father. But I think he's gotten to the point that reminds me of the line, either you die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And unfortunately, Rocky, you have now become the villain. Yep. Well said. He has. He has. I liked what Gretzky said. Uh, if you're a parent of an 18 year old kid that's about to get drafted and potentially drafted quite high because Chicago is not great. Are you allowing your kid to go? Or does your kid even want to go? Are we going to see a Lindros situation where he didn't want to play for the owner of the Nordiques and was like, nope, not doing this. Trade me. I think that's a plausible situation depending on the player that they uh, potentially sign. Yeah, and talk about gravitas. When Gretzky says something like that, you listen. Because Gretzky doesn't say a yep. lot. And when he says something like that, it, the, the hockey world is going to listen. Yeah, good point. All right, so enough on the bad things like All-Star Game and the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, sorry, last thing on Chicago. I agree with many, many people saying now's the time to change the logo. Oh, I know yeah. they oh, have yeah. received totally. They've received uh, um, you know, permission or or whatever from the indigenous communities around that they've been uh, you know, emulating. It's like, no, 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 this is fine, this is cool, and you guys do good stuff for us. But you know what? This is a great time to just not not be affiliated with a logo that is a, a, a human like there's there's so many other things so like rebrand start again literally a black hawk your name are the black hawks you can you can be a damn like, kraken you can just just a space things here <laughs> yeah you yeah. can make it look like a big raven if you want to we, we'll call it a hawk i swear the maple leaves is an exactly. oak leaf so <laughs> Go make places fun. That. That's a good point. <laughs> like, I didn't think. Does about this that. look like a maple leaf to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it does. If anyone, I held my okay, shirt up in funny. front of my face, so that's what. If I sounded my different. my mind is kind of blown right now. I don't know how I didn't think about this before. Maybe that's why that logo, the the that, most recent logo that is not this one, was like, oh yeah, it's it's a bad logo, but it's, it's correct. Leaf. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually correct. So the Leafs won yesterday, they did. which is a good thing. And it didn't look like they were going to because Freddie Anderson was kind of standing on his head and Mrazek let in a couple soft goals to start off. And he was he was trying, though. Like, he seemed a little flaily, but he, he was doing okay. And unfortunately, at the end of the game, Matthews takes a hit to the back of the head, a knee to the back of the head. He, he gets off the ice by his own uh, feet, which is good. Supposedly, he's feeling okay today i wouldn't be surprised if he takes a game or two off but maybe he does travel with the team and lastly marner is on fire yes he is eight game goal streak 10 goals in eight games very very exciting let's start with Morazic though we talked about him quite a bit last week did you find him to be solid or shaky in this game and does it maybe change your mind about what we said last week uh, you know, 
trade him while he's hot or just keep using him? Or do we need to see more games? Or have, have we seen enough to say this is good to go? Dan, what do you think? Well, I, so I agree with your analysis. He started off kind of shaky and kind of found his footing later in the game, um, really playing uh, quite well in overtime, I thought, and kind of bailed the Leafs out at least once. Um, I would like to see some more games from him. I don't think he's ready to be traded. I don't think we can get the potential out of him right now for a trade. Like, I think we can get more from him if he develops a little bit more, gets a little bit more comfortable on the team, and maybe plays a few more games beside Campbell. I think, you know, with the games we have coming up, I think Campbell will probably see two of the three games. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Mrazek play two and Campbell play one, give Campbell a little bit of a break, and then, you know, give Mrazek a few more games. But I, I think we hold him for now. I, I just don't think the Leafs have the depth behind them to make any sort of run without Mrazek. Like, he's not yep. playing terrible. Yes, he's costing some money right now, but they've already allocated his money in the cap this season so that's not really an issue sure we'll look at it in the off season but like campbell has had a, a history of injury and if he goes down then we're down if we trade mrazic we're down to joseph wall and hutchinson or like trying to find someone on the growlers like i don't think the least just or someone that comes back maybe oh and maybe but like who would you trade to for Mrazek to have a solid enough backup that's going to be at the same level as even Mrazek? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like the, the teams yeah, that are tough. at the bottom of the league don't have goalies right now to, to trade with. Like we're not going to get the, would Martin Jones be an upgrade over Peter Mrazek? I don't think so. No. Like, no. You look in the bottom teams, like, is Seattle going to move on from one of their goalies who literally, literally cannot stop a beach ball right now? Like, I think they're <laughs> below an 800 saving percentage in Seattle. Like, things are just off the rails. Montreal has nobody. Buffalo's got no, literally nobody. They had, they had to bring back Craig <laughs> Anderson struggling. early from his injury just to play a game. Phoenix may, apparently they've got a, uh, George Vesna in net, but they're not going to move on from him. Like, <laughs> I just don't see what goalie is going to come back in a trade for Mrazek at this point to really make it worth it. I think there's other places in the lineup that they can move on player, move players to make up that salary. But I think Mrazek's been playing well. Yes, he, he was a little shaky. He was a little, sh it, he was not set up for that second goal at the beginning of what was the yeah. third period, the eight seconds in. Yeah, absolutely did not have his head in the game yet. So he needs to, he needs to do that, first of all. But the rest of the game, I from the highlights I saw, he looked like he was playing well. He seemed pretty squared up. He is a bit of a flaily goalie. Reminds me a little bit more of Anderson, who was flaily Anderson last night. But uh, yeah, I think we just st still need to see more of him. I would like to see him play maybe 60% of the games going forward. Give Jack some rest time and make sure that... 60. Well, we've got sixty so percent. We've got forty games left, which would give him, you know, a twenty-two, twenty-three of the remaining forty. Like, sure. Oh my god, it's a lot of rest the for least, Campbell before playoffs. Well, they've been playing well. They want they they signed him to be a one B. Let him be a one B because Jack has been a one A plus all season so far. Yeah. Let him let him rest. If Jack feels great, and he wants to play more games. Then give him good runs, but. The Leafs are going to have a lot of back-to-backs, and I think we should play Campbell on yeah. one of the back-to-backs and the mm -hmm. one game in the middle that they should be playing Mrazek as much as they possibly can, because that's how they're going to get any sort of capital for him to trade him in the offseason, if he can prove that he can stay healthy, because that has been the issue over his entire career, is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. If he can play 60% of the games going forward, the Leafs can still get a good playoff spot, as long as he's playing well. As long as if the Leafs can get a good playoff spot, he can play a lot of games, then they can move them for a good number, a, a good return in the offseason at that point. That's true. I don't know if I think 60 is, you know, 60%. It's, Maybe if it, it was like 22, 18, like it's, there's, it, it like over I half know, a but season, I would prefer it at least go Campbell's direction, like maybe 25, 15, but or Campbell's already or played 70% of the games up to this point is the problem. Yeah, but he's the guy. Yeah, he's I the know, guy. I know. He's got to be ready 100% for the playoffs. I just don't want to see him injured. That's fine. But we also want his confidence up for the playoffs. If he's playing second string right now, or not second string, but like if he's 
second goalie, it, it, how's he going to feel going into the playoffs? Maybe Morazic goes on a crazy run right before the playoffs, and then we have Jack's shaking confidence, Morazic's on a high. Who do you play? Well, maybe think of it this way. With all the games that are postponed, some of those were already Morazic's games that they're just going to replay. That's true. That's yeah, yeah. I've been looking at the schedule. It's actually, like, coming up here is not super full. It's only, yeah. you know, about still three games per week. Maybe one four-game here. The Sens are playing five games this week. Now, that's uh, Monday to Sunday, but still, that's like, that's a lot. Oh, my God. It's five and seven. Five and seven. Not fun. Playing I think Mrazic is great. Five and seven. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that musical. Actually, it's not a bad musical. <laughs> Mrazic's got a four-game win streak, like, for himself. That's so, true. I dig it. He just he just looks a little flaily in there, but also Justin Hall fucking sucks. Oh, oh that, my god! On that third goal, he did nothing. He watched the puck go just, behind him, and he watched it go to the net, and he watched him go in the net. Like Morazic has to flail because some of his defensemen are not just there. Terrible, yeah. just not there. But we're not there yet. Give me a second. We're just gonna get rid of Hall. Oh my god, Marner! <laughs> why is he so good now at scoring? Like, this, he's not a scorer. He's a, he's a playmaker. He gives the puck to Matthews, and Matthews scores. Okay, he did that in the game as well. Did you guys see that insane play that they figured out before the faceoff? Yes. It was the, it was the, the third goal, I think, that they Matthews went ahead for Marner, the first time. Over to Riley, back to Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was incredible. Like, just the one where it went to Marner, and, but the defenseman was coming, but Riley went the other way, boom. And then right to Matthews in the center, and boom! It was ridiculous. I love those set plays that just mm-hmm. work out, and it's so good. So good. But, yeah, when they where's this scoring touch coming from with Marner? Like, did he have it the whole time, or was, is he just like, you know what, I'm going to feel like scoring. What do, you, what do you think? Marner did say after the game that one thing that's led to him scoring more goals is taking more dirty shots. He was saying what they were looking for in the mm. past were clean looks. Like he was always trying to find that clean play. Now he said he's just throwing those dirty ones on. Like, and they seem to be going in because he has a good shot. It's fairly deceptive. And by shooting through traffic, the Leafs are getting bounces right now. Like, just send it on net. And if he doesn't get it in, he's got Bunting there. He's got Matthews there. He's, there's somebody in front of the net to bang those pucks in. And that's one big difference. Before the Leafs... They'd pass it around and pass it around. They're always trying to find that clean look, trying to find that, that perfect spot. But that's not how the good teams win. That's not how the good teams score. If you look at the teams that beat the Leafs all the time, they're just throwing pucks at the net and something just goes in because it's a game on ice with knives on your feet played with a bouncy rubber puck. <laughs> like things will happen. If you miss 100% of those sh- shots, you don't take. So you got to get those pucks on the net. Marner is getting pucks on the net and they're going in. 100% of the shots you don't take. Craig Shaw, Michael Scott, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Dan, what do you think about Marner? I, I, well, I mean, he's incredible. I think, Craig, you're pretty much bang on the nose. Um, I had a much more simplified kind of like boiled down answer than all of that. But I, I was going to say his positioning has been fantastic lately, um, which is leading to those goals, I, leading true. to him yeah. being able. Yeah, leading to him Absolutely. having those screens or being just a little bit ahead of their defense that, or just close enough that he can get by them and go on a little bit of a breakaway or, you know, make some kind of move happen um, at center ice. So I think he's fantastic. His position's great. I'd love to see him keep this streak going see how far it can go. And the nice thing is that he's got a little trickery too. Yeah. And he's got bunting on his line, pissing off one or two guys on the ice, which means Marner or Matthews is going to have a lot more time. Now, like Hyman was, does piss people off. Hyman was a good player. He worked hard, but he, I don't think he pissed guys off in the same way that that Bunting does. And I think by having that, it's just that extra little distraction that lets your other line mates have a lot more space, room, and time. And and everybody's watching Matthews for those like come from behind shots or like him sneaking somewhere. So if he's sneaking and Marner's sneaking, we can't lose. And like goalies are going to be cheating toward Matthews when Marner has the puck. You're just going to mm-hmm. assume that's going to be going that way. If Marner just shoots on the other side of the goalie, he has a good chance of, uh, of scoring because you have to give Matthews that respect. 
kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week uh, with having a couple extra tools in the toolbox as opposed to throwing out the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, obviously a lot of skill and a good amount of speed, but the other team knows it, especially in a seven-game series. They can watch the tape. This is what they're going to do. Now you can kind of mix things up a little bit. It doesn't always go to Matthews. Sometimes it's Marner sticks with it or it goes back to Marner, and there's the goal right there. So that's, that's pretty cool, and it throws the teams off. Really uh, important to do stuff like that. Finally, halfway through the season, this could be a trade answer, but it could also be a uh, coach answer or coaching answer or something the Leafs just need to get into their heads. Let us know what you think at home as well. What is one thing, quick question, one thing, Craig, this is a quick question, just like a one minute thing, man. <laughs> ten, ten minute thing. Okay. Yeah. Got it. On no, it. One, not one zero. It's one point oh. <laughs> one zero point oh. One thing okay. the Leafs need to improve on for the second half. And let's not talk about playoffs yet. Let's say leading into the playoffs, one thing they need to work on before we get to the playoffs. Dan, start us off. What's that one thing? I mean, for me, it's defense. Um, We've got really good goaltending right now. Obviously, if you look at the scores over the last 20 games, our scoring hasn't been a problem. We're always multiple goals. In fact, in the last game against the Canes, the Leafs came back from a one-goal deficit twice to win it, which, you know, shows some real resilience. So I'm not worried there. Our power plays percentage is fantastic. Our penalty kill is, is fourth in the league. Power plays first. You know, special teams are working. So for me, it's defense. Like, as you mentioned, Hall, um, we know that's not working very well. Um, I also, I'm really liking watching Lilligren and Dermot play right now. I think they're doing well, but Muzzin's lacking a little bit. And that would be the one place I think we really need to focus our attention. Now, focus our attention in terms of uh, bringing in a player to be better or just like these players need to get better. I, it's these players need to get better. I don't think moving at this point is really going to make a lot of sense. You know, when Hall goes, I'm not sure who would come up to replace him, but we can make we could make that work. And then the line mix up. Muzzin's going to stay. Riley's not going anywhere. So I would work with the players we have right now, and um, you know, maybe something towards the trade deadline if uh, Dubas is feeling frisky. But who knows? There, there's not a lot I would change with the Leafs right now. Yeah, maybe their defense can be better, but I think that's going to come with playing Sandine more. Sandine has been Ooh. excellent. I think he needs yeah. to take Muzzin's spot for good on that second pairing. Now, I don't know if it's going to be Hall beside him or if it's going to be Lilligren or Dermot, but I think Sandine needs to play those minutes and use Muzzin more as just a third pairing shutdown guy. And because he, I don't know what it is. His feet just aren't with him anymore. If they can give him more of the the Spezza Simmons treatment where he's going to be playing maybe more in the offensive end or he's just shut down at the end. I don't know. I think they just need to change the assignments because Sandine has looked good. The advanced stats are showing it like he is making all of those right hand right side defensemen better when they're playing with him. I think it may be Dermot when he plays with him. They've got something like a 60. Four sixty-five percent Corsi. It's some. It's it's crazy. Or expect to go like they're playing. He's making everybody better. That no, we can't take away Riley's minutes. Riley's playing some of the best hockey of his career right now. But I think that Sandine needs to be playing, getting those Muzzin minutes going forward. And he's really showing it over the last couple of games with Muzzin being out. When is Muzzin back? I was going to ask. Do we know next game? Could be. Day to day at this be, point, yeah, I believe. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were expecting uh, him to be back after the All-Star game. But I thought he would be too. Yeah. We'll see. But it's I think it's okay that he rests Absolutely. a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. It's that we we're doing okay. Like I think it'll still be better. I don't know who comes out though. I don't want Lilgren coming out. No. I can see Dermot coming out I think before be him. I can see Hall coming out. Honestly, at this point I think it would be Hall. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, for me, I like what uh, you guys said. Now, this isn't necessarily an improvement. It's a continuation and to remember this part of the season. We were blowing leads for a couple days, a couple games, and these past couple weeks, we've 
always been coming back. We've had that resiliency that the team has been lacking, especially in the playoffs. So they need to remember this time and apply it when it happens again, because it will happen again. So keep that resiliency going. You know, say they'll get on a hot streak where they're just outscoring like crazy. Don't forget that every NHL team can beat you. Like, they're all really good. It's just putting those wins together and keeping that resiliency. Now, you guys did talk about potential moves, maybe. Maybe Hall goes. Maybe Marazic goes. Uh, Dubas, I guess he had uh, a little bit of time with the media during the All-Star break. He mentioned to, uh, I'm not sure if it was to Luke Fox, but Luke Fox uh, tweeted it. He said, Dubas said, My preference is to acquire players with term and with as much time as possible. He qualifies, so this is uh, maybe afterthought, that it's not always easy to trade for his preference, especially in recent times. So if we think two years ago, was it two or maybe three years ago? It was Muzzin. And then there was, was it Muzzin Campbell? Jeez, I've already forgot. No, they came over at different times. Different times. So there was Muzzin, and Muzzin had some time. And Campbell came over the following year, yeah. and he had some time. However, this past year, it was almost exclusively UFAs. We had Hutton in there. We had a couple other throw-ins for depth. And then the big fish was Felino, expiring contract, <laughs> first-round pick going out the window. And then David Riddick also coming in, third-round pick out the window, which I just saw that uh, Calgary traded to uh, Chicago for Nikita Zadorov back in the offseason. So that was interesting. Hmm. So, Dubas says that. Couple options on defense that I've pulled out from my many other podcast listenings and things like that. I don't think, have we talked about Chikorin yet? We talked about him a little bit. Maybe. Maybe just Maybe in chat. Maybe very briefly, yeah. Yeah. But Jacob Chikorin is obviously on the block for the Arizona Coyotes. He's got four years left, including the rest of this year, at $4.6 million. He's like a top-line defenseman, really, really good young player, and only at 4.6 for an extended period of time. Do you think this checks uh, Dubas's box, and do you think maybe it works for the team for an extended period of time? Craig, start with you. Sure. like He's a great player, but whose minutes is he taking? We've got Riley, who just signed a new contract, and we've got Sandine, who is probably our best defensive prospect at this point. And he's going to be a second line guy for sure. So who's like, where's Chikrin going to play? He's a left side defenseman. We're pretty solid on that left side. I, I just don't, I think that the price is going to be too high for him to, to really make it worth it to bring him back to make, give him second, third minutes and then waste a guy like Sandine. I think I, I know he's a guy he's a kind of a proven commodity and we don't really know what Sandine is yet. But I, I, I like the way that Sandine plays. He's also the thing that I know at this point, and I feel comfortable with him. <laughs> Fair it's enough. a pandemic. Danny, I'm fine anything, with what I'm uh, comfortable with. <laughs> Danny, got anything on Chikrin, maybe stats-wise or anything? I mean, I mean, so looking at his stats this year, obviously, is not going to work very well because he's only got, I think, 10 points. Um, but he's playing for uh, Arizona. So, you know, so that's 85% of the points on the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in previous seasons with him, though, he's done well. You know, he's 20, 26, 41. Um, but, you know, his blocks and hits are also pretty high up for every season except for this one. So uh, I was leaning towards him, but then Craig spoke. And now, you know, I hadn't thought that he's left side. And I don't love giving up anybody on the left side right now. If If he was right side, sure, get rid of Hall and, you know, find the money somewhere. But, it's not really going to work out that way. And I think we've got good prospects in Sandine and, you know, Riley, we're not getting rid of it anytime soon. Do you think Sandine could play the right? He did for a bit. Did he? I didn't. He, I, I think he's played on uh, Riley's right. But do we teach him that? Like, do we let him do that for the second half of the season when we're trying to go in a playoff run? Yeah, but with Chikrin there, mm. like Chikrin Sandine. Oh boy. And if Oof. Chikrin doesn't work out, then we're back to where we started, though with okay. a player yep. that's now kind of confused us where he plays. No, he's good, though. I, know, he's I, like, I think he'd be really, really solid. I, I feel like Sandine could play the right side, especially since we have 
uh, Brody there to, you know, kind of give the tips of being a left-handed defenseman playing right side. Yep. But yep. at the same time, do you want to have an entire right side of left-hand defensemen? Like, if we're looking at our left, like, sure, we've got Lilligren, but, like, I guess Dermot would have to move, but he's a left-shoot, right-side defenseman at this point. If we're moving Sandine over there and we've got Brody, like, we're weak on the right, right-handed side. It's true. It's true. Speaking of the right side, <laughs> Scott Mayfield from the New York, New York Islanders, who suck or at least most of the time they do and they've kind of dug themselves a hole not sure if they'll be able to make the playoffs so maybe Lou Lamorello starts selling a little bit more Mayfield is a right hand D he's got two years including this year at 1.45 so a very manageable cap mm-hmm. hit for the Leafs for sure even if there's some retained or if Hall goes the other way something like that supposedly he's more of a defensive defenseman which, again, is a good thing. Maybe he goes to a shutdown pair so that maybe Lilligren can go up because I'd say Lilligren is more of an offensive mind. And he's big, too, isn't he, Mayfield? Uh, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a, and he's a big for something defenseman. Like, yeah. He uses, his, for nothing. he uses his size. I know, like, Hall is... How big is Hall? 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, he might as well be 5'11", because he doesn't do anything with it. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. I, I'm just being. I look at that last game. I'm just being honest. He didn't. He uh, Sandine yeah. somehow is bigger. He's had better games than than Hall. Yeah, that's fair. Danny, got anything extra for us on Mayfield that can maybe shed some light on this guy being good or maybe not? I mean, like stats wise, he's pretty consistent. But as you said, he's more of a defensive defenseman. That's I think what would help us on the team right now if we're going to do a trade for a D man. Um, we have a problem with getting a little too excited in the offensive zone and then nobody comes back and we see a lot of kind of breakouts from their offense, whoever that is, um, a lot. So I'd rather him, but at the same time, I'm kind of, and you're right, we can afford the salary. So that's not a huge deal, but I don't know if I'd want to change up our defense right now. If when Muzzin comes back, we get rid of Hall. And like, if we're going to get a right side defenseman, just really quick, I don't think we necessarily need to get someone who is going to be a, like, you know, a star player. I think we need someone who is better than average in front of his own net and close to average of getting the puck out of the zone. They don't need, even need to be good at getting the puck out of the zone. As long as you're not a liability at that, we have enough guys that are good at zone exits that, but they're terrible in front of their own net. The Leafs have no idea what to do with guys standing in front of their own net. I've been saying this for a while. As soon as they get out of that, of that blue line, they're, they're good. But as soon as it comes back into their own zone, they have no idea what to do. They just need somebody who can play a solid body in front of that net to move guys out of the way so that the goalies can get a good look. So you want uh, Brody Light? I, I want Zdeno Chara, <laughs> please. Oh, that was <laughs> hey. the statement. Char is still playing. He's on that team we were just talking about with New York Islanders. Is it that far out of the realm of possibility for him to be on the team? Would you? Here's a quick one. Would you accept Chara as a Leaf? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would yes. too. I'd hate it, but I would. And, and then I would, I'd love him. I, I, I want that monster on and my please, team. please pull all <laughs> like, the same things you pulled against the Leafs in the playoffs. Oh yes. yeah, he I want a Boston same. first round series even more <laughs> if there's Chara. Oh, that would be gorgeous. I would love that. Hey, Marshawn's on the ice. Chara, attack. Eat. Chara, smash. Eat. <laughs> Chara, smash. And we can afford his contract, yeah. so that's good. Absolutely we can. 44 years old. That guy is 44 playing hockey. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Uh, last one for potential D-man. Uh, Calvin DeHaan. Now, this one, only one year. So this year, 4.55. That's a big number. That is a large number. Less than but Muzzin. again, kind of defensive defenseman could be, a, could be a fit for us. Dan, you got some stats for us? Yeah, so Dahan is kind of like mid-range in terms of stats. His hits are decent. His blocks are good. And then points-wise, he's kind of mid-teens and then low. Well, in the last season, not great. This season, not great. 
Um, so, but the thing that blocks him for me, and one other thing I like about him is he's from Carp, which is close by to us. Oh yeah. But the thing I don't love is the amount of money we'd be paying for him for one season, especially when Dubas is saying he wants to go with people that have much time as possible. Like, if you're gonna ha- take him for one season, it has to be either somebody as a filler position, which I don't know if he'd be a filler position, or somebody really good like Chara that is going to not only intimidate, but shut down the other team. So uh, he's a little bit much for me. Well, depending on what the, um, what the ask is for him, Chicago can retain salary. Like they're not bumping the cap right now, especially this season. Like the big upgrade or the big uh, contract for Seth Jones doesn't come in until next year. So they can retain half of that. And if at two point two and a quarter, like that's, that can be a significant upgrade. You know, I, I don't know a ton about Calvin Hahn, but from what I've kind of gathered, he's kind of a, a TJ Brody. He's a, you know, he's going to put up some points. He's going to be reliable. You're probably not going to notice him a ton on the ice um, until he does something wrong. And hopefully that's never. But at two and a quarter, <laughs> like he's a veteran guy that could be an upgrade on that right side. Even bump down, you know, if you're moving down Hall and Dermot out of the lineup, like that gives us some depth. That means we've got a right side guy. If someone goes down, we've got a left side guy. Like if someone goes down, like the Leafs need depth at this point because they've had a lot of injuries in the, in the regular season. They've had guys go down in the playoffs. And I think that if Muzzin goes down again, like he has in the last couple series, it, the Leafs are going to need somebody else. Who's going to be a defensive, dependable defenseman to step into those roles and fill some minutes. Cool. Cool. Uh, supposedly Calvin DeHaan plays both sides, so that's good. So that, even more flexibility, yeah, which would be good nice. Good for players dropping off. I think, uh, I think Hall or Dermott has to go the other way for any of these guys to really make the cap situation work. Yeah. And especially it, for Mayfield or DeHaan, that might be it. That, that, that might be it. It might just be a swap of D-men. Hall is, you know, he's solid. He's a solid placeholder. He's got, I think, an extra year. He's not a UFA yeah. this year, so um, whoever is getting him, you know, gets that year. And Dermot, he's younger. Like, he's got a little bit more potential than some of these guys uh, potentially coming our way. So so I think it would have to be kind of a one-for-one sort of thing. And and I wouldn't necessarily mind it, but I, I do agree with Craig that we it's better to have that depth. We didn't really need to use it in the defense last year. Muzzin went down late in the series, but, and we still had Hutton kind of hanging around. But that but was the moment that Montreal said, it. we know we can beat this team as soon as uh, Muzzin went we down. That's they true. said in their That's locker true. room, Jake Muzzin is lo- no longer there. We can beat these guys. Okay. Well, you don't need to remind me. I'm just saying. Already broken. Already broken. <laughs> Okay, that was fun. How about we make a bet? Dan, you got a bet for us this week? I do, sir. The Leafs have been playing extremely well on special teams right now. The Even though we had a little bit of a lag where the playoff wasn't, or the power play wasn't um, scoring points. So I'm very impressed with the Leafs special teams, especially the power play. They're top in the league right now at 30.3. So I want to guess the power play percentage over the next three games. We play Calgary, Vancouver, and the Kraken. Uh, One of these I'm really excited for, obviously, for the Calgary game, because I love watching the Leafs play Calgary, and hopefully we crush them. So guys, what do you think the power play percentage is going to be in the three games that we're going to see? Okay, and what are we at right now? Did you say that before? 30.3. The next highest is 28.5. But we're only talking about three games, so it could be significantly higher. I'm going to say 30.3. You're going (laughs) right for the target. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Okay, very well. Um, I'm going to go with 14.3. Oh. Because I think they're going to go one for seven. I'm going to give you my, my math with feelings this time. 
Oh, he's going to win. Calgary game, there will be no penalties called. There'll be one penalty, but one power play in that game because it's just going to be a shit show. And they're not going to score. They're going to be three power plays in the uh, Vancouver game and three in the Seattle game. And they're only going to score one against Seattle. So they're going to one for seven for 14.3%. You have so many feelings. Wow. That's really pessimistic, Craig. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I'm not okay, really excited game, for the games got? now. So what's the, are these going to lead to game wins or game? <laughs> uh, yeah, geez. If I knew, okay, I could just so, go, I could just, why do I do this? If I just knew all the answers. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I could be betting a lot more. Yeah, of course. I'm going to come in uh, kind of in the middle, I guess now, but I'm going to say 26.2. And that is based on almost absolutely nothing other than the hope that they convert a lot of their power plays. Exciting. By the way, I just tallied it up. We have now evened out again with our bets. <laughs> oh, really? Fantastic. Halfway through the season, we we're back complete, to square one. <laughs> we're just back to square one. We've done it a couple times, actually, but completely evened out again. So that's pretty That's pretty cool how that worked out. It. We're not... Nobody's taken, taken all the bets, and, and nobody really sucks either this time. So that's good. That's good. So are, you're referring to last season, this time, I assume, right? <laughs> you're referring to me last yes. season. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Craig, Craig took it all, and Dan was not good at betting. Yeah. So he's getting better. He's learning. <laughs> learning, is, learning is caring. That's right. Is that the, that's no, how it goes. Not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> learning is caring. Also, uh, if you live or you die a hero, you live long enough to become a villain. And hate, hate, hate. Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. <laughs> okay, join us next time on the Movie Montage Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Carrey. Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. <laughs>